0: Welcome to episode 50. Uh, We've made it this far. We have able to string together enough things to get to 50 episodes and for that we thank you uh, for listening uh, with this we're having a special clinically pressed giveaway sign up for our email where we just send you each episode in an email so you get dri- delivered directly to your inbox nothing more than that maybe a special offer from time to time but that'll be it uh, go to clinicallypress.com backslash 50 or just to clinicallypress.com and sign up with the pop-up we'll be taking entries for that for about the next two weeks uh, and we'll close that on August 15th so just need a name and an email and that is it Um, again we'd really really like to thank everybody that's listened and has been listening Um, please share it if you think it's valuable and you think other people might get something from it if you ever have questions for us please don't hesitate to reach out that's what helps us improve and get you guys the information that you want that you can apply to your lives and get the people that you want to listen to and hear about their expertise so with that please enjoy this roundtable discussion for episode 50. to this episode of Clinically Press, we're doing something a little different uh, for this one. Uh, we've got the gang back together again, so we got Kyle, AJ up from Missouri, Andy up from Texas, I guess Kyle down from West Salem technically. <laughs> uh, travel. Yeah. And so we were trying to come up with a topic and we figured we would just go around and talk about what all of their answers to the Clinically Press questions would be. So... To get that started, uh, the first one we're going to bend just a little bit saying, uh, what is something that if you could go back over the year and tell yourself, what would you do? Who wants to go first?
1: I should have thought for a little longer. Good, good <laughs> talk. Your idea. Um, I, I guess I could start. Abort, abort. <laughs> <laughs> change podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> I think if I could go back, this is so it's more of a personal thing. um, And if anyone from the lab is listening, they'll understand. But we've been having a little bit of a problem in our lab from time to time. I don't think, I think it's the nature of the beast when you work in a high capacity type of environment with high productivity type people is just you tend to get at each other's throats a little bit and people get stressed and get down um so one pact i kind of made before i left was that i was going to try to be more positive and i think if i could go back differently a lot of these situations that i maybe got myself in or a lot of the the times where i felt really down about things were more because of my attitude about the reality than the reality itself so if I could go back a year and just do things differently as far as taking in what is presented to me because the work is always going to be there we're always going to have a lot of work to do and it's always going to be pretty high stress as far as deadlines and Maybe not being super comfortable in your knowledge base in a specific area'm trying to keep it as general as possible um, but taking a step back and realizing instead of it being stressful and it being another kind of roadblock to doing what I want to do, it's an opportunity to grow and learn rather than some big detriment to my daily life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so I guess it would the general overwhelming idea would be before you react to take a step back and look at it as an opportunity rather than react and have everything go to crap you can't change the events that occur but you can change your reaction, reaction to them yep.
0: yeah to piggyback off of that I think for me the
1: original Joel come on
0: well, no it was actually one of mine it was just like patience and frustration and then looking at the system that I work within, on a much bigger scale, and not just in my daily life, just that things don't move quickly, and how can you affect that, and any time I get, like, pissed, or I'm like, oh, it's this person's fault, or this is, and they aren't, you know, on top of this, or so on and so forth, I recommend everybody, this would be a book recommendation, it's been a while since I read it, uh, Jocko Willink, he was on Tim Ferriss, he's a Navy SEAL, um, Extreme Ownership is the name of the book, And every time I start getting into that mindset, I come back to, like, his whole thing is everything that basically happens to you and how you react, that's you. Like, if it didn't go your way or that person didn't understand what you were trying to say, that's on you. That's your issue. And, like, own that. And you need to do a better job presenting it or maybe present it in a different way or different things like that. I think that's one I've tried to come back to is stop trying to pin anything on somebody else and making sure that I did everything I could to get it to where I needed it to be. Um, so that was kind of, you know, the piggyback, like, taking that step back before I get all frustrated and, oh, F, you know, this, and trying to go off and do something different. Um, going back and say, okay, how could we reframe this to maybe potentially get it across? And then when you argue safety, that helps a lot. <laughs> I've learned that when you argue safety, people start listening. Safety or liability. We can get yeah. suited for this. Yeah, all in <laughs> the same. Definitely. definitely. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm going to follow up that one uh, along the same lines then.
0: We're so original.
2: With um, looking at things, again, um, framing it in perspective, and like s- stuff happens and not looking at it as good or bad because maybe it seems like it at that point in time, but things are going to play out down the road and maybe what looked like it was bad. Initially when it occurred, it turns out it's got a silver lining or, you know, it, you know, works out for the better or, you know, the, the flip side of that too, maybe, you know, what you wanted at the time, it, what you thought was really good, you know, it turns out that, oh man, that <laughs> wasn't good at all or that's not, you know, how it would have ideally played out. So just kind of again, looking at the, the perspective and just almost taking things as they come a little bit and uh, yeah, just kind of seeing how they play out and still controlling what you can control and everything but if it's out of your control you know, kind of not resisting it as much but just more acceptance of it.
1: The original. <laughs> if I go back, I would to put money on the Rockets last night so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that one backfired on me. Well, uh, well that's the
0: episode yeah. <laughs> no uh, in theory now that's legal it could be yeah. there you go yeah. certainly uh mine would probably be making health more of a priority uh and realizing once you lose health every other part of your life will just start to crumble and it's very difficult to do whatever you want to do once that's kind of taken away so being more appreciative of just the little things and little decisions um how that plays a role in, in long-term health and, and making simple daily decisions, knowing that you're playing the long game and not just, oh, this will taste good today or this will make me feel better right now, but how is that going to have a long-term impact on on health? Because, again, once, it, once that's taken away, it, everything else will, will fall with it, and that's a, a hard lesson that I learned this last year, and so that's something that I've made a big effort on is to change... A lot of those little things within my lifestyle and making them more of a priority to it just improve my overall health. So everything now has shifted instead of more performance or trying to get as big as I can, as strong as I can, or, or as good as something as I can now. It's always, well, how is this going to impact my health? Uh, you know, And, and just looking thing, at things through a completely different lens. Focusing awesome on the long game. Yeah, and it's changed every single aspect of my life, making sleep more a priority the way I eat more priority, being more mindful about stress levels and trying to do relaxation techniques, and, and even just appreciative of relationships that I have, like being thankful that I get to hang out with my kids all day instead of being annoyed or stressed out by it, and because again, once once your health's gone, you don't get to do those little things anymore, so uh, it's just completely changed the way I approach everything. Like I said, I learned that the hard way this last year, but it uh, I think you know, looking back and, and the perspective of it, there is some silver lining there that it's forced me to make a lot better decisions now moving forward that hopefully will, will pay off in the long term. So
1: that would kind of be mine. I think it kind of ties in, um, at least for me, because I'm not always known to make the healthiest choices. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like even it's been a week since I really had this time to think about um, my situation back home. And since I decided that I would just start being more positive and taking a step back, like I feel so much better even just in that week uh, just because inherently things are going to come up. No matter what you do, if you're trying to progress your life forward, things are going to come up and it's so easy to just get in this mindset about essentially complaining all the time. And for everyone that knows me, I love to complain. <laughs> but in the past week taking a step back and thinking about the implications of whatever comes up rather than just going down a dark path has been so helpful to me and hopefully I can one day learn that health is important
0: <laughs> <laughs> just don't lose it <laughs> so second question then um I think we can open this up uh fitness purchase and or just other purchase, give or take around the $100 mark, that's had the most impact on your life. I've already been thinking about this one, so I can roll if yeah, we need I know, yeah, I I it. I got
1: it. I have nothing.
0: So one is definitely not going to be under 100 bucks. although I think there's options you can get that are close, and the other um, is more work-related, but I think it could be beneficial. Um Having gone and done a dry needling course and picking up a bunch of needles for under a hundred bucks to utilize, it's been a game changer in some of the treatments. Um, I haven't experimented on myself enough yet, but just for things that we weren't able to get to using my hands for treatment and what the power that you can get out of that, and not even knowing the full power of it yet, having getting to go back later um, in June uh, to check that out, like that's been huge. Um, and then we just invested in power blocks for the house, uh, the dumbbells. And I haven't used them much yet, but knowing that I will be... And we got the under-90 set, which are not under $100, but it beats the heck out of buying up to 90 pounds in dumbbells for space and cost. Like, having no excuse for not being able to go down and do something. And I feel like once I get my aerodyne down there at some point, that I really... Won't have an excuse to just go hop down and do something for 20 minutes and reap the benefits of that. Um, you got a lot of options there too with them health Right, to right. <laughs> except that anything overhead I have to do is seated because <laughs> the ceiling <laughs> is really seated. low, but that's okay. Hopefully in the next house we won't have that issue, but those would be my two things thought uh, over the past year. It's good. I can attest to uh, the dry needling helping because
2: Joel worked on my hand and it helped. So. I think my one would be the Headspace app subscription to Headspace and AJ I know you talked about it a little bit previously and then also you just alluded to that a little bit as well Andy a little bit with being more mindful and everything but that has had a huge impact on my life and I I tell pe patients. I mean, we recommend that quite frequently. Whether you get that app or find something else yeah, that works for you, a couple other call ones out there. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite. Um, I've tried a few of the other ones, and I think it's it works for me the best. They've got a lot of different options in there, but it's probably the best hundred dollars I spend every year. You know, it's Not just, bad. you got to use it though. You yeah. know, and that's that's another that's thing. And I think some people get caught up with you know things they need to get done or the busyness craziness of life and those are probably the people that are going to need it the most and Mm -hmm. for myself too it's I get in those periods of like I get all this stuff to get done and I don't know if I want to take time for that but getting into that habit has made a big difference so I would highly recommend it.
0: I'll go kind of Two. one of them is just kind of a broad category just the resistance bands. Um, whether you do you know, the larger ones or the, the mini bands there's so many different things you can do from a mobility standpoint, from a prehab standpoint and even a, a training effect it, depending on which ones you get and how you use them and all kinds of different strengths and sizes and stuff for those so it'll cost different amounts. And then I'd say the other one would be proper footwear it's amazing how much of a difference that makes with either running shoes, walking around shoes, or lifting shoes. I mean, they, what are you in now? I still like the um, the CrossFit ones for for lifting and um, the nanos. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of which one I have. Maybe I don't know, yeah. It's those yellow ones, yeah. I think, think I really yeah. like lifting in them, and then that's before yeah. they started adding more of a heel into them, right? That was, I think, one of their last zero drop ones. And then I still like the New Balance Minimus for just like my walking <laughs> around kind of cross train shoe, if you want to call it that. I don't do a ton of running in them, but just that thin
1: sole, yeah, kind of tennis shoe. I think I'm going to go a little out of the box and a little more of a metaphorical purchase. So I have a habit of kind of along the same lines of what I was talking about before. When we're busy, I let everything else go. And it's work, work, work. Go to the lab at 4 or 5, stay until 7 or 8. and Just keep doing that until I burn out and crash. Um. And when I first moved to Fort Worth, a really good friend of mine uh, invited me out with a bunch of people uh, for like dinner and drinks, and I was like, no, I, I got to stay in and work. And he's like, you know, being productive is good, but if you can't live life and you're just entrenched in your work all the time, you're never going to last. So What's think, the point? Yeah. Uh, eventually, what's yeah. the point? So I think my metaphorical purchase of under $100 would be... Just going. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol. Um, no, going... I mean, whether it's drinks, dinner, brunch, right. whatever. Just grab a group of friends or one person or even by yourself and just do something for yourself with people. Um, because, like he said... Relationships are kind of what keep you going when things aren't, when everything else isn't going for you. So I think surrounding yourself with people you care about, or that you can even just talk to, or forget everything, would be my suggested purchase.
0: I like it. Book recommendations.
1: Um, in this. All I read this textbook. Mm-hmm.
0: What's your favorite textbook? That you actually are pulling something out of that you'd be like, I really got something out of this. Not just textbooks for textbooks' sake, because I think we've all had that plenty in our careers. Um, see, I think... Or non-existent. Yeah. Uh, the only textbook I've ever read covered cover is a sports sociology textbook.
1: Really? When I was an undergrad. <laughs> I read... favorite one. <laughs> Who was it by? Macintosh. Skill, muscle, structure, and function was great... Uh, it's going to be more for students of this stuff Mm -hmm. rather than uh, the practical aspect. Um, But if you're looking, if you're new into the field and you're legitimately interested in kind of the physiological mechanisms of different things and how you can piece together, I guess it's more for research because you learn how to piece together X, Y, and Z to justify a specific study or even if you want to be a very scientific coach which may for some people be too much Um, that's a good book and then from, I'm not done with it yet but I'm reading uh, The Physiology of Training for High Performance I think it's called by McDougal and Digby Sale and that's a good one and they actually do a pretty good job of like I feel like anyone could read it and not get lost in it, it's not like not like Brooks where it's very dry I feel like they're very good writers in that aspect. All right. I'd say the best one
0: I've read recently and probably be Crushing It, by like Gary V. It's probably the best one I've read. I mean, for those that haven't read or, read or heard of just very practical guide on how to use social media, different platforms strategically to help a business or any kind of brand to help it just grow. I went. I'm going backwards, so now I'm going to read and I'm reading "Crushing It," the first one. I I did it first. What was the first one you recommended? "Crushing Knit okay. is a recent one, and, and "Crush It." Crush it's oh, first I it yeah. the first one. Yeah, personally first you wrote probably like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But I just picked up last week, so I'll go back and read the first one. A little bit out of order. Mm-hmm. So that one is probably kind of why <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys haven't heard of Facebook. You guys got to hop on the MySpace train. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the interwebs there's a new developing company called Instagram out there that I think is going to make it keep an eye on it buy some stock
2: I got a few uh, <laughs> top one would probably be unconventional medicine by
0: Chris Kresser I just listened to his recent podcast when he's talking about that one it's uh, really good because he's got a newer one out the Health healthy gut healthy you right They just released really really okay that's a yeah. follow up I think to that with just more specific
2: okay. focus sure yeah, this yeah this one was very broad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very good. I like a lot of his stuff. So just talking about um, kind of integrating functional medicine with ancestral, you know, the types of things that our ancestors did that carry over, and basically how our environment now doesn't match our lifestyle, and and just kind of how to put that all together and everything. So I, I do think that is the future of healthcare. It's just.
0: Slow to get there yeah, and everything, the but to go. It's super interesting. He's, his podcast is awesome, too. If people have never heard the trying to think of the specific name, yeah, I've got it on here. i not sure either. Because it, I, the episode I recommend for people, if you're interested in that book and more of the nutrition focus, is the one he did with Chris Master I literally was starting Twitch
2: watch <laughs> <laughs> our
1: maximize your
2: nutrient intake, Chris Presser. Revolution yeah. Health Radio, is that what it's on? Yeah, that's his a podcast. His podcast. We'll link all that up. Sweet.
0: Recommend good stuff.
2: Yeah, that's good. Then uh, a couple other good ones. Primal Body, Primal Mind is good one. Uh, maybe a little bit heavy for just the average everyday person. Um, Nora Goddess. I probably butchered her last name, but that's who it's I'll we'll look it up. You can uh, <laughs> figure it out off of that and then... Uh, Kelly Brogdon, uh, "Mind of Your Own" is a really good one too. I think that's maybe a little bit m- more geared towards females, but a broad application as well. Nice, all very similar.
0: Um, kind of going back to our point before about not blaming people. I read one called "Mistakes Were Made," and then in parentheses, but it said "but not by me." And I think it was the subtitle was like "How We Justify Like Foolish and Bad Decisions." And Make ourselves believe that we're right, and so the big concept of it was uh, the concept of cognitive dissidence and basically just telling yourself what you need to to justify why you're doing things. and I don't know that anything was like earth shattering in it, but there was a couple examples, and you're just like, That's what that person does, that's what I do, that's what we all do. Holy crap! And you just realize how much applying some stuff we talked about with Jordan like when people eat and follow a diet, right? That inner struggle happens every meal you know just the BS you f- just eat this for an right? and, and you just justify every little slip up and decision that you're making and I think this was a redo and they it ran into some issues on the first one where it just how they were presenting it didn't, wasn't the best way and then they did it rewrote it and I, I thought it was really interesting There's some real simple take home points it's also a pretty quick read um, but yeah pretty interesting uh, final question And you you can name the topic before we say this one. Um, In the world of what you do, or would you take something that's complicated and make it simple?
1: I have an easy one. Uh, So, I guess the overwhelming topic would be time management. Get a calendar. (laughs) Get, uh, like, I have a little book that I carry everywhere. I'm not going to dig it around. Just like a eight and a half by whatever dimension that has a little binding and it has been such a lifesaver for me If you, I mean if you're like most people who have a lot of random things you have to do just saying oh yeah yeah, yeah I'll do that you're going to forget Right. at least I will I'll speak for myself I forget everything yeah. if I don't write it down so I tell everybody
0: if you don't email or text me then whatever yeah, you ask exactly. me to do I, it's, it's gone as soon as I
1: walk out of the room So the biggest thing I've done in the past year and a half since I started at TCU was I got a little binder book thing that I can write down to do lists and that's been super helpful. And then in order to make time for things that are important, I put them on my calendar. So like if there's a particular event that's absolutely cannot miss, even if it's personal to me, I'm putting it on my calendar that way. When A, when people we use the same calendar app to schedule, people can see, okay, I can't schedule then. But even yep. like for me, it becomes much more significant that I, it's there, mm-hmm. and it would involve me deleting that event to step away from it rather than just scheduling something else.
0: Kelly now just invites me to everything through my work <laughs> one, so it automatically ends up on there, so I Smart. can't miss it. it, it I've, it's the best way yeah, to do it yeah. instead of her telling me and me entering it. She just creates it, she sends it to me, done. It's peace of mind too, just not
2: having that weighing on you like oh in the back of your mind, having to try to remember that oh, and everything, whatever. where you can just like it's it down, you can forget about it, not have
0: to worry about it. I would add to that with like a targeted message to like undergraduate students and just tell them you're not as busy. You think you are. Oh. like just wait till you're like in grad school. Busy is prioritization. Wait. Just wait till you're married. Just wait till you have a job. Just wait till you have kids. Like you don't know what busy is yet. Like when you roll out of bed at a long I miss you're undergrad. Screw around, how much time? Hours go to class and then it's like, Oh, I'm so
1: busy. It's like yeah. no I remember <laughs> you're not. I felt like I was I was a relatively productive undergrad as far as like comparative to most of my other classmates, like I had a lot of other things aside from just going to class that I had to do. But even now that I teach undergrads, I talk to them. They're like, "Oh my god, I got so much to do. You can't. I can't get this to you by that time." I'm like, "I was an undergrad two years ago, and I was in the lab. I was training. I was coaching. I was doing all these other things. You're going to school, and then you have your Greek life to do. You're not as busy. If you can get this assignment to me." tomorrow but I'm giving you till Friday yeah that's frustrating
0: mm-hmm. it's just what you choose to prioritize
1: mm-hmm.
0: well and, and I think what I've realized is you, what usually gets chopped away is your your lazy time you yeah. know like just sitting and watching TV or just sitting and doing like those things just that's don't happen straight out, straight out of Gary Vee's thing right. he's, he's not asking you to reorganize your life he's just saying if it really means something to you cut out watching yeah you know, a marathon on of Netflix. Right, exactly. If you replace that with getting on social media and interacting with people, it's still a grind, but now you're grinding to something that, in theory, is a passion of yours, and you didn't, he's not asking you to not sleep And he put it in his last one. You need six to eight. Yeah. So don't chop it away, you know, from that oh. time. Yeah, I, I, I think kids forces you to have that, it you does. know, awakening of... I can't just sit on the couch for four hours because I'm hungover or tired or whatever it's like no you don't have that luxury. Right. Like they're they coming eat, to wake you up yeah. at 6 exactly. 15 so you better be ready and you better prioritize your time to get the things done that you need to when you can because when you're with kids <laughs> there goes and all and it's your nice head to head be able to ahead. schedule that though and know that ahead of
2: time be like okay instead of like you mentioned looking at that as a burden like oh you know I got all this stuff to get done and, you know, the kids want this and want you to do that and that. Well, okay, get your shit done when you plan for that. Yeah. And then set that time aside. Okay, now we're going to go out in the yard and play catch or, you know, play a board game or whatever. But you look at that ahead of time, plan for that, and then you're okay with it. And then you can fully be present and not have that,
0: you know, distress sure. and everything with it. And the hardest thing that I, I battle with is like this. Uh, because you can always work. You can always can just pointing media. at his phone, yeah. by the way. Sorry. Well, like, you, you know, it's always there in your pocket, so you always could be answering emails, That's or you could be on social media doing stuff, reading things. It's like, ah, it's just always burning a hole in my pocket. So one thing I've done a lot is I just put it on airplane mode on uh, the do not disturb. So, like, I don't get the alerts, and it's there if I, if I know I have an important email coming, but otherwise I just try not to be bothered by it and further away. Um, I haven't done it yet, but one um, things that work slow down, like editing like, putting on, like, you can put on, like, blockers on your browser from, like, it'll just stop everything other than what you're working on for the next hour and so you literally can't access those things you can't pop on Facebook because the notification popped up Yeah, and I know the guys on, like, Mind Pump Media will Mm -hmm. talk about that struggle a lot because their whole business is social media, so they can't not be on it and be pretty consistent with their activity, but they said I can't remember how they phrase it, but they're like, "Are you, are you producing content, or are you absorb? You know, are you are you there to just, are you just consuming, consuming it, it, yeah, yeah just here. consuming it, or are you actually being on there for work related purposeful, purposes? yeah, and so they productivity say like, versus <laughs> just being there and doing things yeah. like you're actually getting something accomplished. Well, that's what they said. They try to delineate the difference between the two. Okay, now I have. Twenty minutes to kill. I'll just shut my mind off and float through social media platforms. Or it's like, okay, this is work time. I'm on Twitter, yes, but it's for work related purposes. It's Not trying to get
1: too far down wormhole. Yeah, yeah, and that's
0: that could suck up an hour easily. So. Yeah.
1: I think I've I've gotten so, and it's it's hard because everyone expects now that you're yeah. that accessible, everyone expects you to be accessible, and I think I've gotten so frustrated <laughs> with it that. I'm really I got so far away from using my phone that I was just uh, Joel and I were just talking about this on the way over, like I have twenty to thirty on red text at any point mm-hmm. in during the week because I'll see it pop up, I'm like, that's not particularly important right now. Like if it's if it's my mom, like, hey, I need to talk to you, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it's just, hey, what are you doing tonight? Probably working, so <laughs> I don't need to reply to that and right. It's gotten to the point where I just shut it off and or leave it in my truck or right. like there are a lot of days when I go to the gym because I hate being bothered in the middle of a workout, I'll just leave it in my truck when I get out right. to go work out. That always
0: creates anxiety for me sometimes. Like I, I know I'm getting email updates yeah. and alerts, it's like you feel the
1: pressure to respond to them, so it's like I just don't have it. Don't even even when uh, the big one for me was I'd like accidentally go to the home screen and I'd see like that badge with how many emails I have, and I'm like, oh, there goes my workout.
0: Yeah. I've gotten subtly, not on purposely, good at like forgetting where I set my phone. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why it's been like a thing, but that's been happening more. And come back and the airplane mode. I started doing that at night. I just turn it off completely. It's supposed to, in theory, help with your sleep too, but that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, I just flip it off and then. Because who's really going to email me between 10 o'clock at night and 5 a.m. in the morning Students. that I really need to have?
1: I don't have that I problem. <laughs>
0: but again, the mind pump, I think sell so. the whole host, he'll say you know, the only time he uses his phone is when it's plugged into the charging port and he just leaves it at that spot in the house. Mm-hmm. So if he's on his phone, he's going to be standing right there using it. Otherwise, it, that's where it stays. It comes full circle, yeah. like back in the day. Right, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's kind of Attached weird. to a wire again. I think...
1: Also, so a lot of people, uh, when I have this conversation with like athletes or just other people when we're chit-chatting about productivity or random other things and we talk about like, you know, oh no, I just want to check Facebook or Instagram as a way to shut off the mind. I think one of the biggest things I've done is picked up other things that are more beneficial than just staring at a screen. Headspace. Or, yeah, headspace. Uh, mine that I've gotten really mm-hmm. into is if I've got 20 minutes, I'm going to sit down and play my guitar. There you go. Uh, one weird thing I like to do is like play with Rubik's cubes. So mm. instead of like sitting on my phone for five minutes, I'll just like do a Rubik's cube quick and play around. And that's to me has has been way more. Because when you're on your phone, you're engaged, but you're not engaged, and it's not really productive. I play
0: solitaire on it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, even that's better than searching. No, yeah, I was yeah. Anything that you can do that you enjoy, rather than just surfing instagram for something to gossip about or whatever um, it's probably better than yeah i don't think it's a good excuse that well i just wanted to clear my head
0: i gotcha well in the interest of time and moving on i'll wrap it up mm-hmm. all right well this will be a long string of other things coming from this <laughs> reunion of yeah. the clinically pressed squad so uh we hope everybody enjoyed it and we'll talk to you later